So, I got punched in the face, okay? Hate crime shit. Got punched in the face and come to find out the dude who went behind me did some old bullshit, carny gypsy shit and was like, like this behind, behind the back of my leg. So when they punched me, I like flipped over the dude's, it was like sort of like uh, some Cirque du Soleil bullshit they had me in there. So I flipped over this dude's back and they're on top of me and they're like hitting me. And at the time they were hitting me, I'm like, this shit don't even hurt, but it's kind of funny. And I remember I had some beer from the uh, gas station I brought out and it was kind of on the ground and it had like this, I don't even know the name of this beer, but it had like an old monk or some dude who was just posing like this, or you know, in the beer bottle. And I'm looking at him face to face, like, man, this is a hate crime, yo. So I get up, and then I have to ask Southside, like, hey, man, I'll fuck all y'all up, man. I'm just like, that does not work in Germany. Uh, and they're looking around. So he was like, get in the car, get in the car. So I get in the car, and I peel off driving. And at the time, this tooth right here, I get this fixed. This is still, this is fake right here. So my tooth was loose because I actually had heard it eating lemon heads a week earlier. Okay, that was a, it was already loose. <laughs> Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan, and each week here in the Blackout Diaries, we're going to have a different theme when it comes to drinking and debauchery. And this, uh, this week's the, the country of Germany. The entire country, yeah. I mean, if we if you're doing a world, we're doing the World Cup of Soccer right now. If you're doing a World Cup of right. uh, drinking, they're, they're always in the finals, right? <laughs> yeah, they actually got bounced this year on a... a uh, Weird thing with Japan. You know, it's funny. Is like um, they were talking about the World Cup, whatever the World Cup. Obviously, it was in Qatar this year, um, or Kate, or whatever you want to pronounce it. And you know how there was no alcohol, no beer allowed there. At the last big, second, they pull. It, it, it was yeah. like somebody was like, "I'm not going to tell any of my wedding guests until they show up because I yeah. know my family won't come if I tell them. <laughs> if I tell my my cousins on the Murray side." Yeah, that it's a dry wedding, they won't show up. And That's what were, Qatar did to us, right? And they were saying how that, but as far as the fans go, that really only influenced, like, like hurt Germany and England, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone else, like, ah, whatever, we'll get past it, you know, Morocco, yeah. no problem, whatever. <laughs> like Germany, like it really like devastated them, <laughs> and like they were just going. Around, I like, would rather go look at boats come into the port <laughs> than watch soccer without beer, <laughs> right? Like it's a, it's a German. <laughs> it's that part of how good they are, of what they do. So then they're like, oh, well, no point in staying, staying around here for a couple more weeks. Huge hit to those countries' mojo. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if there was a World Cup of drinking, yes. they would always be in the finals. Uh, they're up there. You and I, CJ, both come from uh, old cities with uh, big German populations. And it's it's great. They basically, we both love how like they kind of came to New York and they're like, no. This is yeah. this is a non-starter for us, <laughs> right? Like I, mean, I, I like some of the ideas here, but yeah, no, we're not. We don't have to live like this, yeah. right? <laughs> we could we just... settle here, sure, <laughs> and we could work uh, nine to five as merchants, or <laughs> we could move to the Ohio River and yeah, start we'll... a city where we just make beer all day long. Set up a deli, and then uh, we'll just get hammered. <laughs> I have a. Uh... 
uh, I actually mentioned this in my book, but I, I have a chapter on how many times in America in the uh, 18th and 19th century giant citywide riots happened yeah. due to uh, basically alcohol loss. They, right. they basically, uh, the teetotaler movement would enact mm-hmm. some sort of ban on alcohol within the city, yep. and it would just be like a, like a three-day like Donnybrook, you know, and like they would, in Chicago, they actually had to raise all the bridges to save City Hall, and they had to reroute a cannon from the Civil War <laughs> to like protect City Hall. The, the rioters had their own fife and pipe band, and yeah. were like marching in two step, like like almost like a brigade. And, yeah, they uh, organized. We're gonna have music, of course. And uh, <laughs> what I would always love is it would be the same sentence on every single one that would end it. They would be like, "The city's Irish and German immigrant, wide Irish and German immigrant population was heavily responsible <laughs> right. for the rioting." <laughs> We're gonna take this. Well, I didn't really think about it. I guess I don't know. No, no, no drinking. Yeah, I guess it's a bummer. Bummer. <laughs> These are human rights. <laughs> if I have my way, City Hall is gonna stand in two hours. Yeah, I kind of respect that about him, though. Yeah, absolutely. And we've always said uh, Germany is a funny country because you look at it and mm-hmm. on paper. It seems uh, very uptight, very precise. Uh, it has an engineering mind. Uh, right. But then, then you hang out with Germans, and you're like, oh, my God, these people are a mess with <laughs> yeah, the way they party. <laughs> I know. Oh. Everything about them, they're, ser- they're serious messes. They're serious drinkers. They're serious messes. <laughs> the long tables, the huge glasses. You know, yeah, like everything the glasses about- weigh five pounds. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I know. People always want to take beer. So how are you going to take it? Like, uh, like I want a beer stein for yourself, and there's no worries about theft. What are you gonna, how are you going to steal? Are you going to put that in your purse? I think I think it's thirty oh, yeah. pounds. Well, I also things. love the idea of getting uh, carpal tunnel syndrome from drinking. You know. <laughs> yeah. You, so it is, it, we you you especially as the IT guy, you kind of rep, you always called yourself the Germany of people, basically of drinking. Yes, because we. Uh, you, know, just <laughs> you think I'm going to be nerdy and unfun, you know? You're when, very intelligent. You know, very... When you meet me at a glance, and you're like, "Whoa, this guy!" Right. And then uh, I, I, I always love. Not that you switch jobs a lot, but I always love ha- meeting your work friends, you know, your work coworkers or whatever. Yeah. Because they they can't believe that like like you're, you know you have friends that hang out with you on a continued basis. Like, how do you live with this guy? Like, how do you? <laughs> so you know, so you know about this, huh? You know, going out with this guy. This guy's just for an hour lunch. He's a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> like you do shows with him? Like I don't know. It's, 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 I think that's how we met. <laughs> hey, you know, you get a couple hours to calm down. You know, yeah. you come home, calm down for a little bit, head back out. That's sure. what the Germans do. Absolutely. So we in this in this episode, we're going to talk about some of the German drinking laws that they have, mm-hmm. and uh, some uh, how uh, our military struggles when we go over there. Just with just with how great they are at drinking, and we have a great guest, Brian Babylon. Long time oh, friend. Long, long time. time friend of the Blackout Diaries. This is actually, this, this set we're about to listen to this story is from one of our first ever shows uh, in Chicago. Yeah, at the old at Lincoln the old, Lodge when it was the diner, the Pancake House up on Irving Park. That, that served a beer in Huge Steins as it they happens. They did serve in Huge Steins, uh, in, um, Yeah, in Lincoln Square in a German neighborhood uh, is where the whole show started. I actually didn't think about that to this very moment. The show was birthed <laughs> right. out of a German neighborhood, in, actually. Yep, in the Reese's Beer Stoop, which is right next to that. That is exactly right. That's where we would go afterwards for uh, you know the, post, the, the rap party, if you will. And even in the new Lincoln Lodge, uh, the the nice fancy pantsy theater one that you do the show on every Friday uh, in Chicago, ten o'clock p.m. Um, 
it kind of has like a tribute to Breezy's, the, the bar itself. It does. Of like the, it does. the background and back stuff. So it kind of keeps that uh, influence going. But yeah, you're right. I didn't even think of that either. That's how drunk Jeremy <laughs> Oh, yeah. I guess we should have mentioned <laughs> that this entire show was created in a German beer house, basically. <laughs> That's the thing. You forget. It gets, dumb luck, it, dumb luck it gets, of that. <laughs> it's very easy uh, for you know the night to just get a little bit out of your hands over in Germany. Absolutely. Speaking of a night that got out of hand, let's get right into Brian Babylon's story without further ado. Of a night that got away from everyone, join me right now in Brian Babylon, everyone. Give it up uh, for my friend Sean Flannery. Very, very fine man. And if I could, uh, for, I don't, I don't run. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Please correct that shit for they kick me off the show. All right, all right. Let's let's start. The name of this title of the story is. Uh, this blowjob right here is for Jesse Owens. Okay, that's the title of the that's the title of the story, and you'll see where I'm coming from. All right. So <laughs> this blowjob right here is for Jesse Owens. All right. So go back like eight years, and this is before I started doing comedies, before Brian Babylon got on the scene. I was a regular, mild-mannered media producer trying to find my way in life, and I had uh, got furloughed from United Airlines after they bankruptcy, and I was just doing, chilling, trying to do uh, like, you know, freelance projects. So I was trying to figure life out. So what I did was I did what white people do. I went to Europe. So, you know, I just figured out, you know, don't you guys do that? Like, I'm gonna figure out who I am. I'm going to Europe and backpack. So I did some shit like that. Forrest went to Amsterdam, got comfortable with that, then found myself in Berlin. And I found Berlin was like Chicago, was popping, didn't speak any German, but fuck it, it's fun. And I went several times, had a couple of like, you know, I guess trysts with like German chicks. And that's, I had this joke, you know, about jungle fever. And that's kind of where my jungle fever shit started, where I was doing seal type of things, but being a regular guy. So that's where that seal joke really came from. I was like, damn, this is really easy to do this. Because German women, even if you don't speak German, they have sort of like a sterile passion where you can always, you know, fuck with them just with eye contact and confidence. You know what I'm saying? That's how you hook up with German chicks. So I met this chick named Ina, and I would go over like for three or four months at a time, and I, you know, I would stay at her crib, and she worked at a Lasix office where their headquarters was in Berlin, but they had another office in Hamburg. So at that time, I was pounding a lot of weeds. This is a, I'm, I don't drink, I smoke a lot of dope. So this is my blackout type of thing. So I would go to Amsterdam, get a whole bunch of weed, and then get on an easy jet flight to Berlin, and then just smoke, chill, make beats, and just trying to figure out who I was as a black guy in Germany, okay? <laughs> and at the time, the, the world, you know, this thing called, remember, guys, remember Ephedra, uh, this sort of diet supplement people on? Ephedra and weed is amazing, okay? I don't know if you know this. It, I hear it feels like heroin. I don't know, but Ephedra and weed was amazing. So I was on Ephedra and weed, and I would just hang out. And Ina's job was, she was like the marketing person, where she would have to go between Berlin and Hamburg. And her office would let her rent this car, and she would drive and say for a few days, and she asked me to go with her. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I got shit to do. So I get outside, and she rents a 7 Series BMW. I'm like, oh, shit, we balling. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is going to be some P. Diddy shit. So we hop in the car, you know, and at the time, I smoked Garcia Vega blunts. That's like the real big fat ones. And I would take, like, 
a whole bunch of, it was almost cartoonish how big these blunts were. <laughs> it was like, Wah. it was like, how big can I get it? It was, fuck it, I'm trying to figure out who I am in life. So I had, I popped my ephedra pills, I had some real strong German beer, I got ready for this road trip, we hopped in the car, we started driving, it's about a two and a half, maybe three hour trip on the Autobahn to Hamburg, so we're on our way driving. I got all my music, I just got a new iPod, you know, thin one, those just came out, so that was amazing how my music goes, so we're pumping, kicking it. We pull over to this gas station to get uh, some more beer and some more snacks and stuff, and I get off the car, and I see these dudes over on the side kind of mulling around a little bit, right? So I don't really pay attention to them. I open the door, the music's blasting, I get out. You know, I'm probably looking cool and shit. So <laughs> I walk to the gas station, I come back, and then these guys kind of surround me, start talking German, and I'm like, ugh. I'm like, Zifastin uh, Deutsch, man. So I don't know if that man part let them know, like, I don't speak German. So Zifastin Deutsch is like, you know, uh, I don't speak any German. I said, Zifastin Deutsch, man, Zifastin Deutsch. So they, kept, they kept walking up on me. And then one dude kind of just walked behind me, but I wasn't paying attention. And I thought the ephedra was supposed to make you all, like, you know, Spider-Man senses popping, but it did not. So I got punched in the face, okay? Hate crime shit. Got punched in the face and come to find out the dude who went behind me did some old bullshit, carny gypsy shit and was like, like this behind behind the back of my leg. So when they punched me, I like flipped over the dude's, it was like sort of like uh, some Cirque du Soleil bullshit they had me in there. So I flipped over this dude's back and they're on top of me and they're like hitting me. And at the time they were hitting me, I'm like, this shit don't even hurt, but it's kind of funny. And I remember I had some beer from the uh, gas station I brought out and it was kind of on the ground and it had like this, I don't even know the name of this beer, but it had like an old monk or some dude who was just posing like this, or you know, in the beer bottle. And I'm looking at him face to face, like, man, this is a hate crime, yo. So I get up, and then I have to act Southside. Like, hey, man, I'll fuck all y'all up, man. I'm just like, that does not work in Germany. Uh, and they're looking around. So he was like, get in the car, get in the car. So I get in the car, and I peel off driving. And at the time, this tooth right here, I get this fixed. This is still, this is fake right here. So my tooth was loose because I actually had hurt it eating lemon heads a week earlier. Okay, that was, a, it was already loose. <laughs> because I was eating some stale lemon heads I found in my suitcase the week before. They had loosened this tooth. I'm like, oh shit, my tooth is loose. I got hate crime by these clowns. You know, when you get in the car, you really rethink what kind of Jason Bourne fight moves you could have done after you get your ass beat. You know, there's a whole bunch of what I should have done. Is, you know, get an elbow and a neck kick, you know. So I'm in the car, I'm a little bruised, and I got my, my shit swollen up, and then I just put the music on. So I'm driving, and I have my blunt. I said, man, give me my blunt. So I put it in, I spark it, and I put on, how many hip-hop Wu-Tang fans do we have? And anybody like Wu-Tang Clan? All right, so the purple tape is Raekwon, only built for Cuban links. It's a song called Glaciers of Ice on here, right? So I put Glaciers of Ice on, right? And I spark the fattest blunt that I've ever seen that I roll personally. I sparked it up, and I start smoking it. I'm driving a 7 Series BMW, and Ina, I guess she, felt sorry for me, start giving me an Autobahn blowjob. So, as I'm smoking this blunt, listening to Wu-Tang Clan, like, oh man, this shit is real cool. I'm like, that's like getting my dick sucked. I'm like, oh shit. This blowjob right here is for fucking Jesse Owens. Right here, because, just <laughs> goddammit, that really hurt my feelings uh, at the end of the day. So that's my story about, and I, have I stopped smoking weed? No. Yeah. 
Zero percent. But what I have done is stop doing the Fedra and beat the shit out of somebody if they walk up on you. And that's, that's just a good lesson I learned. Thank you so much. Bring out my man, Sean Flannery. Okay. Brian Bamelot, yeah. everyone. We're back here in the Blackout Diaries with the intergalactic Brian Babylon. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was an amazing story, which you even, which I like what you even titled for us. That's going to be great for our description. This blowjob right here is for Jesse Owens. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Summer Olympics, Berlin. Absolutely. And, and, and you have to know. That you have to be either history buff to really get that reference. Yeah, well, very history buff. That Jesse yeah. Owens angered the Hitler so much. Wouldn't even shake that man's hand. After Imagine he- thinking that though. Imagine just assuming black athletes suck. That's crazy, right? Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> and then you you go and see that. Yeah. And Imagine you you you've launched. You're like you're on track to do a whole war around this theory. <laughs> <laughs> and you see right. Jesse Owens shows up. You know. Right. <laughs> In a sprinting competition, not the and, and the thing is, if you look at that footage, he dusts those dudes. Yeah, of course. Oh, like, I mean, yeah. If you're gonna like, like Sean said, if you're gonna back it on, you know, your white Olympic, pick a whiter event than track and field. <laughs> Archery, <You know>? <laughs> right? <laughs> Winter Olympics. Don't host the summer. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait. To, What's wait the thing the, where you wait till the luge you, comes by or something? Yeah. You, know? you cross country ski. Yeah. Oh, the biathlon. Shit. Yep. The yeah. biathlon. Shooting and skiing. Yeah. <laughs> track and field? Uh, <laughs> I know. Track and field. I mean, come on. That's just absolutely That's crazy. Absolutely insane. Like taking on taking on 12-year-old Chinese girls in gymnastics. It's just some, right. shit, some things you just don't do. You just don't do. You just don't do it. Now, Brian, when did this story we – were, we were trying to figure this out before. When did this story happen? Because you told this story. This, this live clip, actually, that the people just heard is mm. from one of the first ever Blackout Diaries show at the old Lincoln yeah, Lodge. The, the Pancake one. House. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this this story actually happened before I even was doing comedy. It well, happened. if you listen to if you listen to Sean's introduction, you're the Prince of which you always are. You're the Prince yeah. of Brownsville. Bron- Bronzeville, yeah. Mm-hmm. Prince of Bronzeville, I'm sorry. And then uh, he's, he also said, you, you run two NPR shows. I love it. You come right up. Well, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> that was true at the time. But that's Sean getting ahead of himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, no. See, a lot of people, for some reason... They would just say, don't you run that weight, weight show? I don't yes, run do. that. Yes, you well, do. Well, when I'm on or, it, of course, because I'm so right. talented. <laughs> but but back then, I had my own morning radio show on Vocalo. Right. Yeah, I remember Vocalo. Which, was yeah. a, which is still going on. I helped start that radio station in Chicago, mm-hmm. which was the hipper, younger, cooler, browner public radio station. It was the down, down in uh, Navy Pier, right? At Navy Pier, yeah. yeah. Yes. And uh, I had the morning show with my best friend, Molly Adams. Mm-hmm. Who side plug? If you ever want to hear, if everyone listens to this podcast, go watch the movie The Fablemans. Okay, that's the movie about Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Molly's little cousin Gabe LaBelle is playing Steven Spielberg in high school. Wow! Oh, yeah. really? Oh, that's nice. a comment. All right, we'll have to check that, check out. that out. Molly's the best. Um, yeah, she's great. I, uh, I have a specific memory from the very live show that we just played, Brian, mm-hmm. where uh, you had two tables of like essentially groupies come in to watch you, uh, but they were NPR groupies, and it was hilarious. And everyone's like hanging late, and uh, the owner of the place, Mark 
Geary, who now runs the Lincoln Lodge, wanted to get everyone out. And he's like, what am I, how am I going to get rid of these people? I'm like, are you serious? They're NPR people. Just tell them to leave. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very, and he does, very He goes polite. up to these tables he's like, oh, we need you to leave. And they just, like, zero argument left, yeah. left their beers there, you know. Say use book sale across the But street. you know what, too? Get the fuck out of here. You know what, too? I think that during that time, I also was hosting uh, the Moth Story show. Yes, you, you were. Ran, you yeah. ran NPR. I was, Admit it. Right, Just yeah, say, ran you ran it. NPR. Right. <laughs> so it was a you lot of... weather. You were doing everything. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of spillover. So that was could have been some moth nerds, right. some NPR nerds, BZ nerds, who knows. But uh, yeah, I wasn't so Let's doing, get back uh, yeah, let's, to the story. Let's get back to the story, though. Yeah, like, um, it's, it's inspired us to do a whole Germany-themed episode. Just because you're, in, you're in Germany, doing <laughs> yeah. your white person thing, you said, trying to find yourself. Yeah, that's what that's what white people do. They go to they go to Europe to find themselves. Most people just, you know, go to church. Right. White people go to Europe. And then another another line I liked you said was, uh, (laughs) so you started getting to the interracial thing. So I did. I was on my seal type of thing. You said. Oh yeah, that was was my role model. (laughs) On your seal tip. (laughs) On the seal tip, dog. And um, that's a good role model. I was living there, off and on, for about two three years, um, because. Before I worked at BZ, I worked at United Airlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing the guy who made the videos for seatbelts and first class food and all that. So when I after 9-11, I got furloughed and I could still fly for like five, six years part of the severance package. So I was jet setting my black ass off, right? <laughs> wow. And I was just telling a friend that right before the Concords, they discontinued the Concorde. Mm-hmm. I had done two or three Concorde flights, and I remember being on the Concorde, and there was no one on there, and I didn't realize what a big deal that shit was. Yeah. Until I told my dad. He was like, oh, wow. you did what? That's a big deal. How much that cost? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing really. I can't remember. So I was really kicking it, and I wasn't doing comedy, and I was in Berlin trying to find myself. Yes. And then that's when I was like, you know what? I think Jokes and Notes Comedy Club had open mm-hmm. around then. I was like, you know what? If they're going to make a comedy club across the street from my house on King Drive in Bronzeville, I might as well start doing comedy. So I was going, and it's, Berlin is a good town just to chill, be Absolutely. creative. It's it's really like kind of like Chicago more to me than, you know. And it was it was a good time. And the, my lady friend at that time. Ina, uh, I believe you called her in the story. Is that right? Yeah, Ina. Ina. Ina Gorka, who's still a good friend of mine today, um, she had this uh, this fancy lacy work for a LASIK company, Euro Eyes, oh. Euro Eyes, and yeah. she would have to go from Berlin to Hamburg, and they would let her drive that Seven Series. She would rent the Seven Series BMW, nice. and. Yeah, you heard the story. I got beat down. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I think that that also correlates how you got her to begin with, as you said, quote unquote, with eye passion and confidence. Well, that's what you, it was. Her her English was garbage. Her yeah. English. I remember the night I, the night I met her. We were there. It was like a holiday trip with my other friends. The first day I met her, we we're at this club called Kudorf, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she just every if you know you know German clubs it's like different rooms like you know drum and bass techno right. deep house hip hop so every room I go she would just pop up and just be staring me down I'm like so her and her homegirl came up to me and I'm realizing her her girl Christina was doing most of the talking because Ina didn't know no English I'm like oh you have a 
translator, bitch. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, we, I lived at her crab dog for. That'd be a fun three way, a dirty talk. Yeah, yeah like, what's going on? Okay. <laughs> she's just here for a dirty talk interpreters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, Can you tell her yeah, to speed was, up, but not so fast there? <laughs> slow down, slow down, Shotzi. <laughs> slow down. But yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. And we, our communication was, I'm realizing, weird. But it was just eyes, confidence, and believing. Right. But then, uh, then you got through that day. You got, uh, you got, like you said, you got jumped on a Fedra though, so you didn't, didn't feel as much. That was back yeah. Oh my God! Did I say that? Yeah, you're mixing up a Fedra and weed, oh, which was. Uh, oh my God! That is a throw fucking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's what that's what we like to do. In the, we, that's like what we have to do here in the Blackout Dives. We like to bring we like to bring retro back oh, all wow. the drugs and drinks we used to do yeah. throughout the it's years. A re- this is a reverse intervention. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. This is your life, comedy Them game show. Those are Fetra days. <laughs> yeah. Were so crazy. I'm realizing because yeah. they don't even sell that shit no more. No, no. That it's, was a that was a, it had a little window though. That was it had a little window. What, I, I don't even know what it is. What is it? It like opens your lungs. It's more of a weight loss thing, right? It's but, it's but, a but weight then, loss. It's a, a blood. These, it pumps yeah. your blood. Yeah, and a lot of those things they found out as well. These are actually really good to get fucked up on if you drink with like any of these like new like fad stuff. <laughs> we, <laughs> they always divert to well if you drink on it, it's, really, it's a real good time. I'm gonna be. It's I'm gonna like, be. <laughs> It, it opening really, the bandwidth of your body, of everything. It just opened everything up, <laughs> exactly. and I really remember feeling like, "Dude, this shit feels like Molly," uh-huh. it's but it's great. natural. And that's the little girl at the store says, "It's more of a natural sort of ecstasy Molly feel." And I'm like, "All right, give me two bottles of that." And yeah. it was just, you know, and mm-hmm. that's hilarious. A Fedra dog, you yeah. you just blew my mind. <laughs> well, that's, you blew, that was your, that was your that's classic. <laughs> And then she, so then you had that, that BMW, the S series or so. And they, S, yeah. And you, the seven series. You, the seven series, I'm sorry. She let you drive it. Yes. That, that, set, that set up the perfect Jesse Owens moment. Well, the thing were. is, the thing is, it's the, it was the Autobahn that right. really made that unique. <laughs> sure. Because. Of you know, there, there's like a law in Germany. You can't run out of gas on an Autobahn or something. Like, you'll, yeah. Like, You'll like if you get stopped like on the autobahn, like you go to jail. Just for, I mean, like for breaking down or anything. That's how risky this blowjob was, by the way. Yeah, uh, didn't didn't Pedro Stoyakovich? I think he died yes. on the autobahn. Yeah, yeah, that, that road is this, that road is for. I mean, that road is legit. It's that legit. Is, is, and, it's not to be messed around with. And the lanes are really wide, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like so you can let it out. And I think you have to keep everything at a 90 miles per hour, you know, yeah. and in the seven series, you don't even feel that shit. Right. You feel like you're going 40, 30 oh, miles an hour. Especially if you're on a Fedra and you have uh, some lumps on there and then you got yeah. eye passion and confidence in your lap. And then, you know, and I think she and you knew that Wu-Tang I was mad. Blaring. I mean, what a, what a moment. Glaciers of ice, baby. And the thing is, <laughs> I think she knew that I was pissed. Sure. You're right. But the thing is, I wasn't even hurt. You know, it was like three dudes and they were like punching me. I'm like, what are these WrestleMania punches y'all doing? Like I was down, like right. I was down there getting like punched, like now I'm down there like, wait a minute. Why don't I feel anything? Because I'm down there thinking like, this should be hurting. I don't feel anything. Then I just got up and then they kind of like went back and then she came over there and then we just drove off, but yeah, that was a that was I still have vivid memories of that. Even though that was almost 
That was almost 20 years ago. But and you said it hasn't soured your view on Germany. Like you love, you want to go back to Germany, right? Oh, I'm like going. Like I'm going back. At the end, I'm going back at the end of January. It looks like. Um, so I'm going back to Nigeria, and I'm going to stop. I like to stop somewhere in Europe first, mm-hmm. just to break it up. And then I'm going there. I'm doing some. I'm do some shows. I'm doing music now, so I'm do some music shows. I have a lot of friends from Chicago who live there now. Amanda, Fio. Um, yeah, and I, I love it. It's, Berlin is the best town in the world. That's it. The rest of those towns, Hamburg is okay. Frankfurt, Scram. Strugat, no way. Uh, Bond or uh, Cologne, no. The place, Stru- I've been to Strugart. That was um, where the Porsche factory is. Mm-hmm. And I took the Porsche tour, the little, the little test track. But it ain't the Autobahn, baby. It ain't the Autobahn. It ain't the Autobahn, baby. So you're bringing your music over to Africa, yeah. Jeremy. You're doing the Hannibal route as well with our guy? Uh, no, Switch, no, no. Switching it, over? I, first of all, I I was doing this first. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think what I'm going to end up doing is like old school hip hop. Do like right. sort of a, some diss bars to SU Tune. Like, oh, they, they got rap beef. Oh, that'd be sort great. Of, sort of like choreographed Biggie Tupac. Oh, yes. man, what Babylon said. I think he was talking about Hannibal, dog. You know, I think I'm going to do some, uh, <laughs> some beef raps just, just for- Old 90s style. Old 90s style. Days. But you know who you know who's rapping, too, is D-Ray. Of course. Why not? Everybody D-Ray's can. rapping. Comedy's the, the worst. Comedy's the worst, man. That's only for moms who can edit now and lip sync, so might as well, get, <laughs> might as well pick up something new. Well, you know, I said, I said the funniest people out right now are blue collar working class people mm-hmm. on Instagram and TikTok. Some of those p- reels and st- are hilarious stuff. Oh, dude, everything online is funnier than anything stand up has ever been. Ever done. Memes. I'm, I'm talking to me- everything yeah. is funnier. Like, how you worded that in that picture yeah. is hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but speaking of going to Africa and Hannibal, since he came yeah. up with the rapper, I love when. Uh, um, you went to you you went to Africa with Hannibal, right? When was that when you, know you just what? started not drinking? I, I by the way take credit for uh um keeping him from not drinking because when he first quit, he came and watched the Super Bowl with me when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in Vegas. And, mm-hmm. and I was such a mess. He was like, Yeah, I don't I'm not gonna miss this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done with this. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah, he doesn't quite give see it that way. But I I I I, I stand by that. That was four. I just actually just reposted that memory on Facebook. You know, Facebook reminds you of shit you did. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was four years ago, which time flies. Yeah. When um, when you were in Africa, we went to Nigeria <clears throat> for the first time, and that was um, the joke I tell about that is when I got there, he had been there a day early. I got there the next day, and my visa wasn't straight. Mm-hmm. So they're about to deport me. Out of Nigeria, back to Dubai, and I'm thinking like, how did a nigga get deported out of Africa? This makes no sense. <laughs> right, you should be I've, grandfathered into. What that are you place talking about? Like, I've never felt so Mexican <laughs> in my whole life. This is bananas. <laughs> so we that go to that trip, bullshit. and we go, we go, and uh, the dude we who was kind of, I guess hosting us was Basket Mouth, okay. who was like, he's like the biggest comic in yeah, Africa. Yeah. Huge, Absolutely. like we just—he actually just came to Chicago. We did some shows, sold it out. We did a show in Atlanta, sold out. Yeah, Dude great. is huge. So we get there, 
And I called Basket. I had never met him before. I'm like, yo, Basket, dude, they about to deport me, right? He's like, no, Brian, don't worry. It's okay. I, I will handle this. So I'm like, no, nah, man, you understand? Like, they about to put my suitcase back on the baggage thing. <laughs> and they printed my ticket out. So this dude just pops up like 30 minutes later in a suit, sunglasses, I think with his bodyguard or whatever. And at the Nigeria airport, it's not like O'Hare. They have dudes with like straight machine guns walking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Right. It ain't no joke, right? This dude is so famous where he had dudes with machine guns like, basket, oh, oh basket mouth. <laughs> this dude, basket mouth dude, weighs me into the country. Like it, like it, like it, like it was a Wrigleyville bar. <laughs> he's like, no, he's good. He's good. He's with me. He's, he's with good me. Good, and there's two girls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, basket, come, come. So we, yeah, me and Hannibal go there, and Hannibal's in his not drinking phase, right? So we go out every night, and they kick it there, like for Vegas hard. Like you know right. what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. New York, fuck Vegas. In Lagos, they kick it hard. Mm-hmm. So you know. Everyone's happy to see him and this and that. So they keep trying to like having bottles of whiskey, trying to pour down his mouth. Like, nah, 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 I'm drinking no more. Like, so it was this one dude who was like cliche African huge. Nice. Like Izzy Adonage. Two Izzy Adonages <laughs> huge, right, right. right? And he had this, he was swole and he was like, hey, come on, come on, man, don't be scared. And I'm like, I was like, no, I'll, I'll do it. So I end up pretty much drinking a half bottle of whiskey. And not your, I'm not a really a whiskey dude, man. Right. I have never been so like smashed, smash mass. Like and this is blackout Afri- diaries. It's like special African whiskeys. It's like unlabeled. No, it was actually Hennessy. Give them okay, credit. Okay, it was okay. a regular Hennessy, Hennessy right. bottle, you know. And to and to me, I feel the snob in me feels Hennessy is gross. Mm-hmm. Versus like some other whiskeys that have mm, this is robust. It's like, certainly not meant to be chucked. Right, <laughs> you know, dude, he was pouring it down my throat right. like a faucet. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, that's not the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. Where I had to, I had to go outside of the club and like try to smoke a blunt to balance out, and that didn't even work. Sure, I needed, I needed some ephedra. If I had two yes. ephedras, I would have bounced right back. See, you didn't realize how good you had it. When you were getting, when you couldn't even feel punches, that's how good a Federer was in Germany. That's, that's then, hilarious. You know, fifteen years later, you'd be trying to trying to find that balance with trying you know, to find that balance, man. But the blunt in Africa. Yeah, but that I think that trip, I drank every night. And I'm not really, you know me. I'm a right. I'm a smoker. Yeah, yeah. Like I think mm-hmm. I went through a phase in Chicago comedy when I was doing dirty martinis a lot. That's just yeah. That's what Chicago does either. It doesn't matter what drug your choice is. When you go to Chicago, you're going to be a drinker. You're going to be a drinker. So I went through a dirty martini phase where I could, I could down. I was, you know, if you do the do the Laugh Factory and you do two shows and you might hop on a second, third one, mm-hmm. you might drink five dirty martinis right. quick, and yeah. you realize, oh shit, I'm not even drunk. That's how bad it was. Like, okay, let me stop yeah. this shit. <laughs> But that's how I felt over there. I was like, I'm super wasted every time. And then I feel like over there, because it's so black. Yes. It's like a thousand Atlantas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they have that on the billboard, don't they? Once you, once you like, get welcome there, to Nigeria. Welcome, welcome thousand to a thousand Atlantis. Atlantis. <laughs> well, I think my whole energy was just different over there. Because like, I clearly 
like me and him kind of stood out, looked different, even though we black. You know what I'm saying? It's not we. We're You're not American like, black. It's a different black. I think it's a different black. It's not like mm-hmm. uh, Mahomes or right. Russell Wilson. Like <laughs> they, those guys are black, but yeah, yeah. You know, right. it's a different energy. So I will. I can't wait to get back. To be honest with you. And you're gonna go back? Did you ride? Uh, did you ride any animals out there? Did you do the safari? No. No, I'm right. honestly, I just we just stayed in the city the whole time. We didn't do any nothing like that. It was just city kicking it every day. Yeah, every day. I'm, I think this next time I'm gonna try to go. I didn't even know they had like a beach area. I'm like, you got a fucking beach? <laughs> I, I love that about you. I love that about drinking in cities yeah. where you don't even know that the Mona Lisa was next door or a beach. That was a great <laughs> bar though in the basement. <laughs> I thought it was landlocked. Um, but that trip, <laughs> but that when I went to, I I had flown from Dublin. Um. That trip. And I remember those four days before that, I was getting beer drunk. Yeah. <laughs> which is different than booze drunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. You know, so I was drinking like a whole bunch of like 8%, 9% brews. Right. Uh, I did some shows over there with, ah, what's those cats' name? That's a, actually a good little scene. In, yeah. in Dublin, they got a Dublin's nice got a great look. Dublin's got a great scene. Yeah, and beer nice drunk's scene. more long, more long haul. That's like we're gonna we're we're going all twelve rounds with this one. Yeah, you know and it was I mean? like you start at like <laughs> six p.m. Right, and it doesn't stop until mm. two, three. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. When you stagger yeah. back to the home to the hotel, it's a shift. You're clocking in. You're yeah, clocking absolutely. in to get that in because you know you have to wake up and get right at it again. That's the pro- that's the thing with it. It literally is. It's literally work. Like okay, it's a career choice. Tomorrow's another grind. All yeah, right, because you know, like again. you know, like oh shit, I know I'm gonna wake up around one mm-hmm. to get some carbs, take another little nap, and it's gonna happen all again. <laughs> it's gonna happen all again. I think you. I think you just wrote the. Uh, Title and motto for the Blackout Diaries podcast, right there. We'll there it do it. We'll put that in quotes. That's our entire. It's going to happen all over again. All over again. If you like it or not, it's going to happen. Yeah. Again. Brian, tell our listeners uh, before you get out of here, because we uh, probably got to let you go here soon. What uh, What are some ways they can follow you online? Where, uh, what projects should they be checking out, or any place to see you live? Um, What's going on? When is this dropping? Pretty soon. Uh, this will probably drop in within the next two weeks. This is live okay. right now. Listen okay. to the audience listening live. Q101. <laughs> no, I think I think um, definitely go to YouTube and check out my music. Um, Babylon Audio Dynamite is uh, is on YouTube. Babylon Audio Dynamite. That's that's, what, bad. that's bad. All right. We were wondering what bad was when you there. joined. Nice. You know, there's a big uh, audio dynamite, that's, right? That's my heroes. All right, okay. Those are my those are my yeah. heroes, man. I, mean, uh, sure. I don't know if you knew about the white culture. Oh and yeah, all. oh yeah. Like uh, okay. I was, right. I was such a. <laughs> I, used, I used to go to go to London every summer as a kid, and ah. I used to I used to be into the Clash, all that shit, hardcore. So it was, ah. I was always on the BAD, That's and awesome. um, well, I feel of course the music on YouTube, and then um, I'm gonna probably be on a lot of the Wait Wait Don't Tell Me comedy tour. There it is. Shows coming up in the up top of the next year. We're doing some this week. It's gonna be fun, and then um, get that public funded money. Yeah, and then that's it. I mean, I'm coming back home. I come home to Chicago a lot, Beautiful. and uh, I'm just finished writing up my uh, 
my comedy special. Just about done writing, writing that up, so it's going to be dope. Nice. So, yeah, look look out for me, man. Check it out. Brian Audio Dynamite. That's no, Babylon. Babylon Audio Dynamite. Babylon Audio Dynamite. My bad. And you're not a part of the Babylon movie that's coming out with Brad Pitt, right? Unfortunately not. I did not get a call for that. <laughs> um, but I did. I did. I just, you know what? I just got a, well, a agency to, to rep me for movies and TV now. I have never yes. had that. There I just kind of got a manager. And I had the meeting with the agency. I said, listen. I don't care what y'all do. The number one thing I want, I want to be on winning time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to be in the layup line, at the club, with right. magic. I need some winning time, actually. You, I don't won't do- e- you won't even need, yeah, you won't even need a, a wardrobe or makeup. You are that 70s. You are yeah, that 70s like- funk Lakers, or 80, 80s, I'm sorry, it'll be now. Yeah, it's going to be 80s, but yeah, I want yeah. I want that. You can get and if, that, if, yeah, you, need, if you need me to have hair, you know I do the man weaves, too. You, you remember that? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I do the man weaves. That works. I can get you in there. Maybe a, uh, not an AC green, but a yeah, not, I was trying to think who I would be. They already have a Michael Cooper. I'll have to be maybe. Wilkes, uh, maybe. Yeah, they have a Cooper. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be playing worthy. I haven't seen worthy. Maybe, yet. maybe after all, maybe after the champion, maybe after the winning time, the, uh, the transition time Lakers. They make me make, make you a, a Sedale three, you know, Sedale. or a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like kind of a <laughs> Eddie Jones, the Eddie Jones era Lakers. Eddie you know? Jones, dog. We'll we went back down. Those, those dudes are we'll be on adjoining. HBO probably, but you know. Who are those? A lot of those dudes like who are really nice, you just forget about them. Yeah, Eddie Jones. Absolutely. Eddie Jones. Wow. Okay, and they had, uh, yeah, Sedale three was the man. Sedale three. Wow. That's all I love, CJ. All right, baby. All right, Brian Babylon. Hey, thank you for joining. Thanks us so Black much for joining Tires. us, Brian. Thank you, ma'am. This was too short. I wish I could talk to y'all forever. That's I, know, like, y'all, I know. Y'all one of my faves. One of my OG friends from. We'll have uh, you on again for sure. My new life as a comic. I've known you guys almost twenty years. So anybody I've known, I that know, long, dude. Absolutely. I fuck with for reals. We'll have you to come on to uh, continue the African story when you get back with that. Yeah, when I come back, I'm gonna. Uh, don't y'all do it at the at the uh, Lincoln Lodge now? Yeah, let me know if you want to get up at the live show, Brian. Yeah, I we're do. every Friday I at 10 do. p.m. Uh, I will contact you directly because me and Mark Gary don't get along. So Perfect. I will. Yeah, just <laughs> That's contact exactly me. That's how the show works. A lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of O's around. We don't know who's rival with who, but we just, you know, a lot right. of high beef. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, cha- it changes weekly. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks so All much, right, man. Appreciate that. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries. This is Sean Bear Flannery with C.J. Sullivan. That was Brian Babylon, who uh, just left us. Uh, hilarious Babylon. Uh, <laughs> I love those stories. Uh, but we're talking about Germany today. Mm-hmm. And uh, C.J., we're talking about how— it, I like how Babylon for- was our representative for Germany, by the way. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, like that. that's perfect. Sorry, go ahead. Didn't no, know. it is great. <laughs> um but like uh, they are very uh, serious partiers, and nothing yeah. shows that more than the Bavarian purity laws. I also like, given their history, that they still call it purity <laughs> laws. <laughs> You'd think they'd find a different right. word for that. <laughs> but they have super yep. strict laws about um, what's allowed to go into a beer. So they got a couple funny. Yeah, they have fun laws. I was just gonna say they have a couple fun laws. They say in Hanukkah, like they like things like I, we mentioned during. Babylon's interview, and it's illegal to break down on the on the Audubon. You can't like make noise on Sunday. Yeah. But then like this one, as you say, what's what's the name for this? I think it's called 
Ryan Heisgebot. The Reitensgebot. Yeah. Right. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it, but the Reitensgebot. Which says you can only have these certain ingredients in your beer. Three ingredients. Barley, yes. hops, and water. Three ingredients. That's it. Thou sh- <laughs> and it actually is worded as, yeah. thou shall not use other piece, other piece than barley, hops, and water <laughs> for the making of beer. Dude. By Wilhelm the Fourth, Duke oh, of Bavaria in fifteen sixty. Decreed. I, I like we decree something. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh, it's amazing. It's it's still intact. This was made in fifteen sixteen. Yes, and uh, apparently you get surprised. So in Bavaria, which is like their right. beer drinking state, it's almost like our Wisconsin, yeah, for lack absolutely. of a better word. But um, uh, apparently. They have inspectors that do surprise inspections at each of their 667 breweries <sighs> what a, what in Bavaria. That is. How many people volunteer for that job? The, 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 a private investigator. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's probably like getting Packers season tickets. It's right, probably like exactly. a 10 year wait list to become so a So the beer rule inspector. was, and they said for two reasons. It was a tax rule, I guess, when it came up, but now, now it's just like a point of pride that it's held on. Like it's basically what, they, what they're all about. Yeah. It was, um, they wanted to keep the grains and wheat for bread, which I get, you know. Stop, make sure we keep our bread. Mm-hmm. And I like this one. It also, it, it makes sure there's no other ingredients that keep, that might disguise a rotten beer. We don't want you lying to us. <laughs> 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 With some, you know, some fruity pebble, you know, some fruits or whatever, or apricots or something. That's, yeah, yeah. Giving us a bad beer. So th- I think they've expanded a little bit. Now they allow a little bit, like some grains of, of uh, yeast and stuff, I guess. But uh, but it's pretty much just just those three things. It's hilarious, and I love it. It would like if you compare it to like mm-hmm. American craft beer, which has gone fully <laughs> right. in the opposite direction, where you you have like actual like you have pretzels in the beer. I I, um, I, I saw one the other day that actually had pastrami spices in the beer. <laughs> I know. Um, like it's insane, all this chocolate, coffee. Uh, that's not even weird anymore. Mango, like, I, like it's it's insane. Everything it's, we it's put ridiculous. In the beer. And then it's, it's all these hipster, goddamn IP, brewery people need need to learn this law. You know what I mean? I mean this is crazy. They, <laughs> I, it is funny when they when some people have asked for it to get to, to you know slack off a little bit. Let us add a few things, and they're like, listen. There's 300 types of hops. How many types of both? This is all you need. And he goes, if, if you can't manage to brew your own unique beer, you shouldn't be a brewer. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, what, I mean, what else? Uh, you know, I don't know. I can go either way on that one. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I do like, though, we, I, I feel like our history in America, it, it, it's very American the way right. we have been with beer, where it's like for generations, everyone just made fun of us for having the yeah, worst tasting beer in true. all the world. You know, like they would make right, fun sure, of that it sure. was water yeah, and everything. And then it, it's almost like what we did with the dream team. Like, okay, okay, all right, you know what? We're going to play ball. All right. If, you know, if, if you're going to keep making fun of us, all right. we're, we're going to fucking put our back into it, you know? And you're going to see some shit come out of these barrels. We're going to break laws. <laughs> you didn't even think it was possible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We're break I do like they say like some like the way in, in Germany some you know some places don't enforce it as hard but Bavaria is very strict how they enforce these 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 uh, drinks. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's what they're known for. That's uh, I actually remember um, during mm-hmm. lockdown I was reading a study that came out of Bavaria, and um, 
it talked about the drinking habits change. And I'm sure. like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll read this study because I, you know, I knew that Bavaria was a big drinking town. I wanted to see how this was a study on lockdown and how it changed uh, drinking habits. And it was hilarious because it was so on some, right. it didn't change it as much as people think. But the reason why within certain groups, it changed it considerably. And the biggest factor, the two factors were how old you were and if you had kids. And the older you were, and if you, the, if you had kids, it was something like you drank, <laughs> 70% of people in that group drank more. Yeah. But people under the yeah, age of 25 yeah, without kids pretty much just <laughs> stay drinking at the same rate. Because <laughs> they didn't have to confront the madness of well, what the world was. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But then if you're an older person with three kids that are now all stuck at home, you're like, you're only allowed to drink these beers made out of three ingredients and you can't get right. out of the house. It's like, well, I might as well have 19 of them a day now. That makes complete sense. We all uh, tuned it up a bit much during the uh, pandemic. Of course, you famously had to. The city stepped in for you. Remember when they give you a... <laughs> uh, the village gave me a second recycle bin. I like how you said that. that that's what you, 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 you all the uh, bottles. You need to uh, slow down a bit when you got a second tractor sure. full of full size bottles of like hard liquor. Kind of like when a guy looks at his pants and Jesus Christ, my pants aren't fitting as well. Maybe it's time to <laughs> maybe trying to eat some salads or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I should, maybe I should tuck it in a bit <laughs> so it, to one garbage can full of liquor bottles a week. <laughs> I mean, with yeah. When the uh, streets and sanitation <laughs> department's getting involved in your drinking, <laughs> you might might want to slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also a problem, speaking of Germany's drinking um, and, and slowing down, that the U.S. military has had to tell its soldiers yep. stationed in Germany has always had a lot of, you know, famously from the always wall, always uh, yes, housed a lot absolutely. of American There's soldiers. Headline- and we have a funny I got story a headline. on this, right, yeah, yeah. CJ? Say, uh, the headline. Do you have it? I don't have it up, but I'm I can sure get it. Says, Drunken scooter yeah. incidents lead to restrictions for army unit in Germany. <laughs> so uh, the e-scooters over in Germany, the uh, <laughs> army, they uh, take, of course, the army over there, and they uh, they get drunk. And now, sure, you, I would imagine you it's probably just available around, to anyone who lives like in the village, you know, the city. But in Germany, yeah. they 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 uh, treat. Like electronic bird scooters, basically, like any vehicle. So if you're driving, so if you're driving drunk on those, that's gonna be a problem. So five soldiers have already oh. got DUIs, like in the first month. <laughs> all on e on e scooters. <laughs> I will say that about America. One thing we we don't design our cities well, but one thing yes, we've always gotten right: the right. driving drunk in anything other than a car is hilarious. Anything smaller uh-huh. than a car, let me amend that: uh, lawnmowers, golf cart, there's a, scooters, there's a, there's a, bicycles. There's a viral video they wanted to go viral. Golf of like, carts uh, somewhere in Florida, like Tampa Bay or something, where these, this couple got pulled over in a golf cart, and the woman was like the chief of police or something. Was. I couldn't believe oh, it. Oh, it was the Orlando like, police chief. She had to resign. I was, I was amazed she had to resign over that. Like, could she even, yeah. like, you know, it's a whole joke. Like, like I, can, like, I can see if they're actually endangering yeah. lives out there, like, where it's bad. But even even then, like, come on. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. Right. In I mean, a golf anything, cart? I don't know. More than anything in the golf cart. Uh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that is hilarious. Like if we were still in the height of the Cold War, yeah, we, we have a hundred. Th- where maybe you needed this German army 
to be, you yeah. know, or the U.S. <laughs> Army in Germany being tip tape, uh, tip top shape. Yeah, there's a and, tank unit you know, being taken out by a scooter driver is by, by bird you know, scooters, basically. We have a hundred thousand soldiers <laughs> over there. Basically, they they, they had to amp it. They had to amp it up because of the Ukraine war, Russia Ukraine war. Holy now. shit! So, um, so they're very helpful over there. So the Germany, uh. they are <laughs> they are big fans of them, but. They had to take away their travel passes too. I guess they have overnight travel passes, which 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 is kind of hilarious. Um, until they get retrained, was the quote. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's a <All> great right. <laughs> quote. Listen. That's a great quote just for personal. Le- like I could see my wife say that. <laughs> Sean's not gonna have the credit card until he gets retrained. <laughs> After what yeah, happened that's, uh, uh, last there's night, there's a long history of that. Of uh, right, it's just because <laughs> um, you were saying. I mean, that's something armies have to think of, right? Like if you're uh, uh, having your soldiers yeah. just stay in an area known for partying. We talk about that with the NFL and the Pro Bowl and you know the Super Bowl. Like you, one of the problems with having the Super Bowl right. in New Orleans, there's always one <laughs> yeah. player that just goes MIA. Yeah, you can't before have... the big game, you know. <laughs> And if you have a bunch of people you yeah, know, stationed in Germany wars, with all this like great beer, like you're going to have some issues. Beer over there, you know, they were shipping them up. We just, we just, we just drop off crates of them. Um, and yeah. I don't know if this was a story, but my uncle uh, was in Vietnam, my Uncle Pat, who recently passed. Um, he has a famous story. Pap's Blue Ribbon, I think, was the was the main beer of Vietnam. They used to love shipping, shipping over there, and they used to always tell them. He wouldn't tell too many stories, but of Vietnam, obviously. But he would tell he would okay. tell fun drunk stories. <laughs> Those stories they're proud of. Anything with the war, they wouldn't talk about. <laughs> but my uncle Pat, um, he was he was part of a, uh, a a small unit, like a Marine unit, of like twenty or twenty twenty five, whatever. And they all got they all got suspended um, for doing something over there. They said it was bullshit, but whatever, like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many. T- I don't know how many times. I was well. I was, I'm like they must have done they something. I don't know how you get suspended right from a war. This was an active war going on. <laughs> like I'm sure they didn't want to suspend you, but you know. <laughs> but they're punished anyway. Their punishment for their suspension for not putting on their boots, right? We'll just say that was they weren't able to go see the Bob Hope show. You know, Bob Hope. Yeah, Bob Hope. Huge over there. Bob Hope going over to entertain. Oh troops. my gosh, the stadium that's huge over there. Soldiers during the middle of the middle of the Vietnam War. So they were up in their, their yeah. tent about a mile and a half down the road, they said, from the stadium, not allowed to go where everyone else was going to see this Bob Hope show. So they said they were, uh, they were all, you know, they're all, they're all drinking, obviously, stewing up, anger, anger starting to build up. Like, this is bullshit. Fuck this, you know. I can't believe it. I let us do this. It's ridiculous for whatever we did, you know. So they're drinking, drinking for a couple hours, and they realize, well, if, well, you know what? We're going, we're going to the Bob Hope show. Who's going to stop? Who's going to stop us? Who's going to stop twenty five Marines? <laughs> right in the middle of a war zone here in Vietnam. I mean, who's who's really in the middle of a war? So they decided to come in, you know, to come in heavy. They each had a case of beer over one arm. Each had a case of beer over one arm. Their weapon in the other one, st- shooting straight up. And then they they marched down to the show, shooting guns in the air, like to tell them, to let them know they wanted to announce that they were coming. And that's how they made the announcement. And as they got closer and closer to the actual venue. <laughs> <laughs> drinking and making much noise. They all started, I guess it was, it was hammered. They started stripping down naked and like stripping off their uniforms, coming down in uniforms. And they started taking everything off to say they weren't Marines. That's why they were said that. Like, we're not Marines today. 
we're not part of the army, so they couldn't. <laughs> it's like when 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 an employee we've talked about this yeah. at Taco Bell when an employee yeah, like, wants to do something that they yep, think maybe is your, against take regulation, badge, they, they the take desk. off their hat and like punch out a right customer now. or something like this. <laughs> Officer, I'm doing this on my own time. This is this is my personal time. Right, exactly. So so they did. They took off their entire military uniform, (laughs) held their guns though, still shooting the guns up in the air. It started (laughs) with the rear. It started going towards the stage. Like they were in. Everyone else is laughing. Like the other Marines are laughing, and you know the military's laughing. The military police was not laughing. So they get they get pretty much down to the uh, the stage front area. They get swarmed upon by military police. They start a big fight, you know, melee, and then. But but they caused such a chaos that the entire show got canceled. They couldn't. <laughs> this is how he started. He actually started. I'm going to tell me the story. He's like, did I ever tell you the time we uh, shut down a Bob Hope show in Vietnam? I'm like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure you didn't. Pretty sure I would have remembered that. Yeah, I'm like, pretty sure I would have remembered that. Shut down Uncle Bob Hope So then he tells Vietnam. me this whole story. He's like, yeah, we get that in. You know, we... We did what we wanted to do. We did what we came to do, basically. If we couldn't see it, nobody could see it. That's what it turned into. You know, if we can't see Bob Hope, nobody sees Bob Hope. So the shooting goes there, getting a big fight, you know, and then they broke it down. And then and then my Uncle Pat, after after he tells me the story, he goes, so this is when I told him I was going to be a comic. He goes, so you got to be careful out there. There's a lot of hecklers out there, you know. You got to be <laughs> when you're <laughs> out on the road. That was his review. I think that's what he responded when I said I was going to be a comic. Oh, well, let me tell you this real quick. Because <laughs> Bob Hope's a comic, and, uh, you know, some people don't like his act. Well, I don't know if that has anything to do with hecklers, but all right. I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure to keep an eye out for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was actually ahead of his time. That's basically what comedy is nowadays with people attacking the stage. That would be great if you could ever, if, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody had ever asked Bob Hope, like, uh, worst heckler you ever had? Yeah. <laughs> Easy. 1968. The naked the Marine Dinango, you shooting my firearms <laughs> into the air. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, legally that's right. terrorism. <laughs> Not I was just a civilian. <laughs> just I love that. that was his retort to it. Yeah, I think we're yeah it was as a civilian. Yeah, All right. Hey, ever tell you about uh, a <laughs> time I destroyed a Bob Hope show personally? No, no, you didn't. <laughs> anyway, so be careful out there. <laughs> Anyway, that's going to do for Tough today's business. Blackout Diaries. We want to thank Brian Babylon, of course, for doing an all-German, his oh. German story. Um, check out his stuff. Um, that's hilarious. Brian Audio Dynamite. I feel foolish asking if he knew about Big Audio Dynamite. <laughs> Babylonian Dynamite. I'd Babylonian Audio Dynamite. Babylonian um, Audio So, Sean, yeah. uh, Friday, of course, Lincoln Lodge. We mentioned that. Two special events happen, uh, right? Yeah, we're back. Sure. Um, well, this episode will have already aired, but yes, we're back to every Friday, 10 p.m. at the yep. Lincoln Lounge live show. I have my Wednesday show, 8 p.m. Uh, every Wednesday at the Comedy Bar, and uh, find my book online, uh, Places I Can't Return <laughs> to, and buy that. Uh, it's a funny read. It's a funny read. It's about it, it for me. What do you got going read. on there, CJ? <laughs> Dude, it's weird being an author, because yeah. like, they're just... Yeah, yeah. You you, be, you become sick and tired of it because it's all over your house because like somebody's right, like right. oh I want a copy and you like you bought you you print them mm-hmm. in bulk okay but then when people say I want a copy like you put one in your bag but then <laughs> yeah, you know how me and my friends are you, yeah. we get so drunk I end up signing it and never give it to them 
So now oh, I have all so these funny. autographed, like they're yeah, written to somebody personally, so great. <laughs> like lying all over my house, and uh, it's all over. I look like this. I don't. I don't know what I look like. Yeah, I, like I'm reminded of like the dad in Gremlins, who's just like always got like a new business idea, and there's just shit all over oh, the house, man, you know. So and um, just, yeah, no, but you just follow books, me online. You know? She almost taken my bottom line bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is. Uh, um. Yeah, that's going well. It's going fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the most important thing in the world. And like like and review. review. I, I didn't the realize podcast. how important we need the reviews, more reviews are everyone. Too. And it's got to be a five star one. I'm, which I kind of, which kind of funny because that's what they tell us to do on the other one too. Like, make sure to put a five star review and review it. Like, so if it's a one star, it uh, it messes up the entire algorithm. Of hell. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't want to force them to do a five star review. I think that's uh, inauthentic, you know. But it's kind of funny. But who's that person yeah. who, who clicks on to do yeah, a review yeah. to to do a one star review? Those are right. I mean, that's why I feel like the out. <laughs> I don't know if you I have know. too many podcast reviews there because, like, why would you keep listening? I, I think yeah. that that only happens when you've been publicly canceled. Like, like when they ever see they see like heckler uses a racial slur on a um, right. cruise and it goes viral <laughs> and you find out what his podcast yeah, exactly. is. So then you just give it of a course. one-star review. Like, I don't think anyone actually Same listens shit with Yelp and all to that a 60-minute podcast on there and then goes, I want to negatively you review that. truly didn't like it or didn't care for it, you're like, okay, it would just be out of your life. You wouldn't think about it again. You know, you're not going to actively go on there just to write one-star review. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to do a five star, and, yeah. and it matters. But it won't matter because everyone's going to do a five star review for our podcast. They run the same, the same ridiculous <laughs> analytics. It yeah. is the same shenanigans where it's all about engagement, which is so crazy. same shenanigans. We, this this goes back to our old serious VLR days because they wanted more. Yeah. Remember, they're like, well, they they judge the audience by call-ins. That's how they do. It. Like, how is yeah. that possible? Your rating system by how many people call in, you know. Right, <laughs> exactly. And then you find out it's just the only thing they can measure. So I can just, yeah. So you, you can just, so, so, you, so it doesn't matter how to call in. Standard. You can because I, you know, you can say I'm going to drop this puppy off the yeah. roller coaster if you don't call in. Some people call in. Oh, we got you. We got numbers. It doesn't matter as long as they, as long as you're engaging them. <laughs> anyway, that's that's how we, <laughs> that, that was us plugging. <laughs> that was that was us plugging. Yeah, don't the make show. us drop a pu- Don't make us drop a puppy off a bridge. <laughs> We'll be back next week. Yep. A podcast network.